Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, guys. I'm Viola Benson. Welcome to Too Tired to Be Crazy with me on every Thursday. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest. It's actually like my most favorite guest I'll I'll ever have or ever had. (laughs) I'm just like putting it out no there. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, so you can't be boring. <laughs> oh, geez, geez. I should just leave now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please stay. Uh, <laughs> so today I have Mila Jovovich. Did I say it right? Oh my gosh, look at you with the accent and everything. Okay, Beautiful. thank God. I normally say everyone's last name's wrong, but you're Russian, I'm Russian. No, but that's really ironic that the one last name... Sorry, it's a bit ironic that the one last name you actually get right is mine because everyone always says mine wrong. How did they say Jovovich? Like Jovich or Jehovovich. That's a big one. <laughs> I'm like Jehovovich. It's like I need I need to have like my my posse of hoes, like Jehovah's. <laughs> Jehovah's. <laughs> so has it is it like the full last name or has it been shortened? It's been shortened, it's been lengthened, and everything in between. It's just been pretty much butchered. So it's amazing that you butcher other people's yeah, names and everyone. you got mine right. You, so love it. Yes. <laughs> you really sound Yugoslavian when you say that. <laughs> I try. Thank you. So basically, you're Russian. I'm, I'm a Ukrainian. Serbian. Yes, I was born in the Ukraine. My dad is Montenegro, and um, but my mom is Russian, and I'm... I'm Russian, to be honest. Um, I speak Russian. My family's Russian. I just happened to be born in the Ukraine just because my grandma was there and my mom wanted to be close to her mom. I was thinking, should we do the whole interview in Russian? And then no one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would be hard pressed to do the interview in Russian. (laughs) I was actually just uh, talking to my dad yesterday and we're trying to speak to the kids in Russian and read to them in Russian. And it literally takes the two of us to like read Three Little Pigs to my four-year-old because between his pronunciation and my pronunciation, it's a disaster. But you still speak fluent Russian, right? I mean, I do. I do. But I don't speak as well as I, I mean, listen, I I speak badly all the time, 24 hours a day. But yeah, I mean, I speak very badly in Russian. Yeah, I want to hear. So, like, if I say "ты понимаешь по-русски," ну конечно понимаю. You have no accent either. No, когда я говорю по-русски, я очень картавую. Картавуешь? Да. Hilarious. Um, да, мы говорили об этом, потому что ты русская тоже. Да. I completely forgot. Oh, really? That's right. You're Petersburg. Jesus Christ! Of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are. And my whole family makes fun of me that I speak very poor Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but you were you were born there, and what? How old were you when you came over? When I, I when I was one, I moved to Israel, and then when I was fourteen, right. we went That's moved to America. Right. That's right. What about you? I was five when I moved here, um, to Los Angeles. We moved around a lot, but um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, I think, especially when you get into a new place and you go to a school where everyone's speaking English, like the last thing you want to do is speak Russian. You want to immediately speak English with no accent. And yeah. 
it's difficult. Did your parents try to make you speak, uh, continue speaking Russian while you were trying to speak? Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I didn't go to like Saturday school. You know, a lot of Russian kids go to Saturday school. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my, my four-year-old goes to Saturday school, (laughs) but she loves it. It's not like I force her to go to school Saturday. That would suck, right? (laughs) Like my older one didn't want to go, so I didn't send her. But the younger one loves it. She has all her Russian friends. She's like a little babushka, my four-year-old. Aww. It's hilarious. Like literally her and the other Russian kids, the girls will get together and they're like grandmas, like on Fairfax. Like they come up and some of them have no teeth and they're like, Dasa. And they're like, hello. <laughs> that's so cute. That's that's awesome that, you're, that your kids like speak Russian and you guys continue that. We try. We try. I mean... Both of my kids are in a French school now. So my eldest, who's going to be 12 next week, she speaks the most beautiful French. You speak French? Un petit peu, mais elle parle magnifique. <laughs> no, she's incredible. I mean, it's amazing, especially as a parent, when you send your kids, you make a choice of like, what school am I going to send? You're, you'll figure this out later. I can't wait. Much later kids. when you have kids. But school is like a big deal. And of course, when my husband and I were deciding like what kind of an education do we want our kids to have? What kind of a school do we want them to go to? It was like, oh, do we want to do progressive? And I wanted to do progressive. And I was like, yeah, they can learn math through like dance and like weird shit like that. Oh, are we allowed to? Yeah. Curse. Okay. Weird shit like that. And Paul is like, you know, we're really progressive people in general. We're artists. So I think like learning math through dance and stuff, like, I don't know if that's totally necessary for her like future or potentially college. She's like, you know, something we've always loved is them speaking a third language. So, you know, what about, you know, us like focusing on maybe doing a third language? And that was something that was very important to us. You know, so we decided to send them to a French school. And then you see like, you know, 10 years later, 12 years later or whatever, that your kid is like fluent in this other language. And you go, okay, you know, I did good as a parent. Like it worked. Does that make you want to learn French too so you can talk to them in that language? I'm I'm done, to be honest. Like learning new languages, that's not like on my list of, you know, things that I need to do before I die. Yeah. I know enough French to get by, like, if you really need to, even though everyone speaks English over there anyway. (laughs) That's true. What do you feel like you need to learn? What do you feel like you need to do before you die? What's on your list then? Oh, man. Like, stupid stuff, to be honest. Like, nothing. I've done so much, like, exciting things that I, I almost feel like the things that I'm missing right now are, like, little things. Like, right now, you know, my last post on Instagram, it was like, I've been framing pictures. Like, that's super important to me. I'm, I'm, and, and when I get into stuff, I get like super into stuff. And my mom came over and she's like, this is hilarious because of course, like you start framing and you don't just frame like two pictures, you frame like 75. And I got like a new printer and all this amazing paper. I went to this special like photography shop and got like this incredible photo paper and so now I've got like, I've been ordering frames on Amazon. I've got like, like hundreds of frames in my library and I'm like framing all day long. So. That's awesome that you've been ordering on Amazon. I wasn't aware of like where to find frames and I went to a store for frames. Yeah, I didn't Michaels. know. No, like a real frame store. And I didn't know right, how expensive right. frames it's are. It's really expensive. No, 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 no. I, I got like, like four things again. framed for my husband's birthday, like. 
a couple of years ago, like four years ago. And it was so expensive. And I was like, I have so many pictures because look, you take all these pictures of your first kid. Okay. And especially with like digital cameras, it's like, there's like never ending. So I've literally like 70,000 photos or something. And then by the time I got pregnant again, I was like, okay, I need to like put some pictures of my first kid on the wall because right now we're going to have another kid. And then suddenly we're going to have even more pictures. And then how am I even going to think about my first kid's pictures when we have the second one? So I got like four pictures for my husband's birthday and I decided I went to like Sammy's camera and we sat there with the person and they like did the lighting and lightened things and picked the paper and it was like so expensive to, for four pictures. It ended up being like this thing that took like weeks and trips and stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I don't need that again. Like. I'm going to go to the frame shop like a normal big girl and get frames. Like other people have frames all over their houses. I bet you anything they didn't do it professionally. No, you're right. You know because I mean? I'm like, and they look great. It's not like you need to have it done professionally. You get a simple frame and it looks amazing. I went to Michael's, which is, by the way, the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't know if it's just pregnancy, but like Michael's is literally like the best store I've ever seen. They have like baking stuff. Like that's another thing on my bucket list to be like make amazing dough for like a pie. I really want to like do some amazing baking. So they have this baking section. And then they have like these little like sections where they have like little buckets and little like pom-poms and that you glue and deck, make your own like pencil holders with these like little, you know, like stupid shit that you're like, oh my God, that's just... I want all of this stuff, like, right now. <laughs> I feel like I, I could just spend hours being pregnant and, like, painting little mini buckets to make pencil cases. I don't know. It's stupid. But anyway, it was amazing. And I got loads of frames. And I'm in heaven. I love it. I've been framing so much stuff, such beautiful pictures, like, large format. It's amazing, you know, seeing all of your pictures that you've taken over the last, like, 10 years, 15 years, finally getting on your wall. It's like my house is so different, you know? Yeah, that sounds so beautiful. I've been I've been I just got a house a while back and like I've been trying to figure out like how to how many pictures to put up and all that. But at first I made the mistake of getting expensive frames and I was like, holy shit, I will not be able to like put all the pictures I want to put up because this is really the frames ended up costing more than the pictures that I paid for. So it made no sense to me. But then I was told like go to Michael's or buy like buy framed pictures that are cheap, take out the picture and then use that frame. I was like, oh, smart. Listen, it's so easy. And when you finally figure out how easy it is, like you literally now, I don't even go to Michael's anymore. I'm sorry, Michael's. I love <laughs> okay, so we're done with Literally, that. well, because to be honest, buying, you could get on Amazon like 10 frames at once and they just come to you like, and it's cheaper that way, you know, yeah. to just get 10 black wooden frames. You know, it's really nice, too, for your new house. And it would look gorgeous because I've seen pictures of your house on your Instagram. It's really beautiful. There's like these floating frames that are two pieces of glass. And then you put the picture in between the two pieces of glass. And so you just have the you you see through it, the wall behind it. So you have like the black frame. And then rather than 
you know, a mat box or whatever, you have like see-through and then the picture is like floating. It's so pretty. Oh, that is so really cool. cool. That's really like a cool. life hack. Well, it's like, it, you know, one of my many life hacks. You know, <laughs> Just, you know, just so thrifty and practical because I'm always life hacking. Do you feel like you you started coming up with all these life hacks and all that during your third pregnancy? <laughs> you kind of have to. You kind of have to. There's so many things I feel like you don't even think about as uh, when you're pregnant or like you don't even realize for pregnant ladies. And there's like so many things are different. I feel like you well, listen, things, you yeah. know, like this today coming yeah. over here, I uh, dropped the kids off at school. Sorry. Dropped the kids off at school and the traffic was crazy because of these fires going on and all that. And um, ran home to like slap some makeup on my face and eat some breakfast. And of course, you know, I had to have my my special pregnancy treat. I have a bagel with peanut butter and jelly on it. It's like the highlight of my day. <laughs> so I was like, I got to have this. And then I'm like dressed in my nice dress. This is like literally like my go-to for anything nice, this one dress, because I don't want to like spend a bunch of money on pregnancy clothes anyway. And uh, I said, you know what? There's no way I'm going to arrive like with my dress being clean because I'm sorry, everything I own has stains on it because I've dropped things eating in the car because I'm always in the car with the kids and you know, I'm, I'm always eating food in the car and it inevitably drops on my belly. And because I feel like when you get pregnant, your spatial awareness just goes like, goes to shit. And so I was like, I put on an apron. And so I got in the car in my little apron and it was really perfect because I could eat my jelly bagel and I wasn't worried about everything. And I was like, oh, this is a life hack for pregnant women. Like, no, you look great. An apron on over. Do you feel like every pregnancy um, has been different for you? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I think... Um, Every pregnancy for sure is different. And, um, you know, I mean, my my first one, like I wasn't very sick in the beginning. My second one, I was sick. And this one, I was sick in the beginning. Now I'm feeling better. But my skin looks better this time around. I don't know. Because they, I feel like I've read before and they say that when you are very sick during pregnancy, that means you're going to have a boy, but you have two girls and another girl on the way. So I guess yes. maybe it's not true. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that boys like make you more beautiful and the girl like the the boys like make you glow and the girls like suck it out of you. Oh, I feel like it's been the opposite for my best friend. My best friend was throwing up and really sick through both of her. Is it the first trimester trimester and the second yeah. one? Oh. She was really sick to the yeah. point that she was losing weight. She was constantly throwing up and she had a boy. And so he sucked the life out of her during pregnancy. Obviously, wow. he's a gift of life and she loves him. Okay. And my sister had like a very easy pregnancy and she had a daughter. She was always glowing. You know, I, that's why you can never like trust any of these kind of old wives tales and things like that. I mean, everybody is unique and every person has their unique experience. That's for sure. But it doesn't get easier. Okay, I was going to say, do you feel like it has gotten easier? It doesn't. it doesn't. I don't think it does get easier. I mean, you you know more. I almost feel like with the third, like my first two, it was like piece of cake. And I don't know if it's just getting older, but like for me with the third, I'm, I'm much more like I know what's coming. So 
I'm anticipating every step before it even arrives. I'm like, oh no, here comes this part. It literally has been the same then. All the like, well, I mean, there's, I think there's certain similarities that like, like sweating. (laughs) You gain a bunch of weight and you sweat. Okay. And I think most women, unless you have like the super amazing, oh, I only gained 20 pounds kind of chicks, you know, you, it's, it's difficult. Like, for instance, I went online to get like some pregnancy clothes because I needed to get a couple of things. And one of the dresses arrived and it was like, like kind of silky fabric. I didn't realize it from the picture. But like after being pregnant and now remember, like now knowing like the whole sweaty part, of, I'm like, I can't wear that dress. Like if I, if I was here right now sitting, In that dress. By the time I stand up, I'm fully going to have like sweat, like running down my back and like my butt. Yeah. It's not a good look. Have you had like different cravings through each pregnancy? It's like or consistently the same. You know, what kills me is the moms that are like, I just craved vegetables. Lies. (laughs) I wish I could be that mom. I become healthier. (laughs) Like every one of my pregnancies, like it's been bagels bagels with peanut butter and jelly i don't know is that like the weirdest thing you've craved during pregnancies or no no i've craved some crazy stuff um in my first pregnancy i had a real craving for bone marrow yeah oh. i went to paris and they do bone marrow there it's so good and they just like cut a cow's bone down the middle and it's like been in the oven for ages with garlic and butter. It's like amazing. It's so mm. good. You put it on bread. Have you ever had asobuco? What's that? No. It's like um, it's like <laughs> veal spine or. <laughs> wow, you you gotta so come to my house. I'm gonna make you asobuco. It's amazing. That's so Russian though. Russians love all those like Russians love yeah baby elbows like yeah. Russians and Chinese people like love fully baby put cows like a feast stuff. together yeah knees like, and like kriashikida. <laughs> that sounds like my parents. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> I know, I know. You kind of become like more like your parents when you become a parent. <laughs> That's but definitely, like, I go to the Russian store a lot when I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, I need some of that, like, super fattening. Every salad at the Russian store is, like, made in mayonnaise. It's hilarious. Yeah. Right? And smetana. That's smetana for sure. Which is sour cream in <laughs> English. Yeah. I eat smetana with everything. Oh, my God. It was my mom's birthday last night. And so I went to the Russian store. And you get, like, a pound of black caviar for, like, 300 bucks. Okay? It's, like amazing like this would cost thousands of dollars yeah. anywhere and it's like and so i and then i got some smitana and because my mom's always dieting so i put the candle in the plastic like i put poked a hole and put the candle inside the caviar so i served her like iced caviar with a candle on top and we had it with smetana and some French bread. It was amazing. That's a, my. It was my dad's birthday like two days ago, and for oh his, his present was to hang my pictures. <laughs> that, that was like that's the difference. I was like, "You're welcome, Dad." It's so sweet. Dads yeah. are the best. Dads are the best. Scorpios. Your mom and my dad are Scorpios. Yes, yes. Yeah, so am and I. my daughter, my eldest, is a Scorpio. Oh, when's her birthday? The third of November. Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. Mine's November fifteenth. Oh, yours is coming up. Yeah. Ooh. You're a Sagittarius. I am. Your husband's a Pisces. 
Jesus. You're like scaring me now. <laughs> I look at it's like one of like it's like one of the first things I always look up. That's hilarious. I love zodiac signs though. And it's the funniest thing because do you really believe in that it's true? I mean I, I feel like I could literally like like look up any horoscope right now. And yeah. don't look at the sign and read it and be like, do I relate? Like everybody does. Okay, yeah. I feel like the daily stuff that, that you get, that's like kind of BS because anyone can relate. But specific, like some personality stuff, I feel mm -hmm. like that can be, that can match a little. Okay, here's an example. Let, tell me if it's true. So your husband, he's a Pisces. Pisces are known to be very dreamy and romantic. Is he dreamy or romantic? Yeah, for sure. There you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what's, um, what's the most romantic thing your husband has ever done for you? <laughs> I think like literally the most romantic thing he's ever done. I mean, apart from like just being all around an amazing guy. I mean, he's written like eight movies for me. Oh, that's really so, romantic. You know, I feel like it is romantic because he's like loves me so much and he loves working with me so much. And it's like since we met and we worked together for the first time, like, you know, he would just be like, all always inspired always has new ideas and like always writing scripts where i'm the lead so i'm like oh my god you're like so sweet you guys met on resident <laughs> evil yes we met on the first one and you know since then like you know and we broke up for a little bit in between oh. and like you know pretty much like he calls me one day after we've been broken up for like over a year and he's like hey listen i wrote the <laughs> number three right there third resident evil and he's like you should read the script. It's really good. I was like, ah. So you broke up after the second Resident Evil. Yeah. And you guys were broken up for a year? Yeah. I mean, like almost two years. So did you. And we got back together on the third. That is so funny. <laughs> but he knew like the only way I, because I worked throughout my youth was all I did was work. And you, you've been working since 12 or yeah, since I was like 11. And uh, that was my life was my work. So he knew the only way to keep me is to like keep me working and to, to be involved with my work because that was like the only way that people would spend time with me because I'd always be traveling, always be working. Well, why did you guys break up the first time? Oh, my God. It's a long story. But um, he went off to do another film and he didn't put me in it. <laughs> And that wasn't why we broke up, but it didn't help, okay? Because I was, you know, shooting the second Resident Evil without him, and he was, like, the producer on it. But, you know, it was, like, all this crazy stuff was happening on set. He was, like, unreachable on his other movie. I, there, I was doing, like, really dangerous stunts, running down 100-foot walls and stuff with, like, tiny little harnesses. I mean, doing, like, crazy stuff, getting injured and things, and... You know, I just got really upset that he wasn't there, you know, directing and he wasn't there, like, taking care of me, you know, just making sure that everything was done perfectly because he is an amazing director when it comes to all of that kind of action stuff. Everything is so well rehearsed, like, everything is super safe. So, you know, I was I was pissed that he wasn't around. Okay, so that's why one of the reasons you guys broke up. And then a year later, he really wanted you back. He wrote a whole <laughs> another movie for you. And he was like, this time I'll be there. Yes, pretty much. And funnily enough, he didn't even direct that one. But he produced it and he stayed on set. He stayed with me. 
and made sure to like be overseeing everything. And after that, it was just together forever. After that, he got me pregnant. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, and that was like forever together. And then, do you know what I'm saying? It was like, that was it. Do you believe in um, like your soulmate or the one or do you just think it's just like somebody you're just really comfortable with and that's who you marry? I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like definitely when you're best friends with somebody and when you guys share the same interests and you do everything together, I mean, it, it's hard not to be soulmates, you know? So in that sense, I feel like people can become soulmates. I don't know if like, you know, I don't think my husband and I were soulmates when we first met. It wasn't like, oh, you're my soulmate. I think the soulmate stuff comes once you get to know people and you go, oh, I really love that about them. And like, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like I was in a restaurant and I saw this couple and they were two girls, but that's beside the point. They were like both eating the same breakfast. And I was like, isn't that so like the way relationships are? Like you date somebody and suddenly you're like, oh, can I try that? And oh, I'm going to order that next time. Yeah. And suddenly like before you know it, you're eating the same breakfast, you know? <laughs> it's just like, of course, you're a couple, like you eat the same breakfast, but it's not like, I mean, it's very rare that, I mean, maybe you could start a relationship because you're like, oh my God, I ordered that for breakfast. Me too. <laughs> but yeah. usually you get to know people and you 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 try what they try what they like and you like it too. And then suddenly the more your lives get intertwined, like the more you enjoy that and you'd become comfortable, I guess, you know? So when did you realize that he may be your person? Was it like after he wrote the, the third movie for you or just like no, during filming? once he got me pregnant. Oh, okay. That was like, oh, you're the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. No, because I was not a relationship type of person. Because you're Sagittarius. Yeah, I mean, I was like always, I, I mean, that's why he knew he had to like, to like catch me because I was like give you a movie and get you pregnant yeah literally like, literally that was <laughs> it's hilarious but it's so true um got me pregnant and um I was like okay so I guess this is it you know this yeah. is because family has always been really important for me and my upbringing was very kind of classical like eastern european but also like my family was crazy growing up. My parents were young and 
you know, they partied and it was it was definitely not the most stable kind of, you know, family life. My dad was abusive when he was young. He was an alcoholic. You know, my my mom definitely went through a lot of disappointments. You know, them, of course, moving to America, being immigrants, defecting from Russia and Yugoslavia starting from zero. I mean, it was a hard life growing up. You know, we grew up poor. You know, there was a lot of challenges for them, especially being in their 20s. You know, you think about like now, people aren't even having kids until their mid-30s, late 30s. Like my parents were in their 20s and they had a baby, like full-grown five-year-old kid, moved to America to become housekeepers. My mom was a movie star. My dad was a doctor, you know, and you just start from nothing. So definitely it was a, it was, it was hard for them. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I remembered certain decisions that I made in my life, which was like when I have kids or I'm going to pick number one, a really kind of dedicated (laughs) dude that's like really loves me and isn't going to be like, cheating on me and stuff like that. Like that was very important for me growing up because my dad was like a total playboy. And so I knew seeing like my mom pulling her hair out with him, like I was like, this is, I'm never going to do that in my life. So of course, when I met Paul and I could see that this guy loves me, he's like my best friend, he's dedicated to me, you know, I mean, that's a treasure that you have to like appreciate. And, And some people... You know, at the same time, I wasn't ready to appreciate it because all I wanted to do was like run after the bad boys and run after the guy that doesn't like me or whatever. And it was something that like, I think after a while, especially by the time I got pregnant, I just kind of went, wow, you know, this is God telling me like, this man loves you. This man's ready to commit to you. This man writes you so many movies, like just love him and accept that he loves you and, and, and appreciate it because- you see so many of my girlfriends and so many girls that I knew that like go with these guys that get them pregnant or whatever. And, you know, then like they break up a few months later, a year later, and and then everyone's like dating again. And you're just like, okay. And so the kids are growing up kind of like whatever. And it's all about the parents, you know, it's, it's always about like me, me, me. And for, you know, when I had my my daughter, I just like couldn't imagine her not growing up with like a solid family base. And, and you know, I, I had to be like, like kind of take a hammer to my head and be like, grow up and, you know, appreciate what you have in your life and don't always be like looking for the next unknown thing, you know, because you could do that for the rest of your life. And, and by the time you get to know that next unknown thing, You'll be looking to something else, you know, and that's the way like serial relationships work. It's like, oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm oh, now I know you. <gasps> what's over there? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, so what's behind true. you? And it can go on forever that way. So at some point, you gotta stay in love with the same person. <laughs> You know, well, you got to make a decision of what yeah, you really want yeah. in your life. Yeah, for sure. Excitement or like stability. Although you can have excitement with the stability as well. Well, listen, I think it's all work. Okay. And it's, it's not easy to have excitement with stability and, and you, and everything goes in waves, you know, it's like sometimes, and, and, and the more you know each other, the more 
close you become, the more you have to work at that excitement and like making sure like date night, like, you know, getting creative, <laughs> like, you know, figuring out like our kids sleep with us. So like, we're not having sex in bed. So like, where, you know, where are we going to, we're like, your kids still sleep with you? Oh, they do. Both of them? Yep. Every night? Every night. That's healthy? Well, 99% of the world sleeps that way. You know so. what? I sleep, I actually, now that I think, as I'm like, is that healthy? And I'm like, uh, bitch, you used to sleep in your mom's bed for like, for a long, like a long, but my dad used to travel. So my sister and I would sleep with my mom for like- Listen, so I know when you go to like most countries that aren't Western countries, Thailand, Africa, you know, most countries where people aren't living in these kind of like every kid gets their own bedroom and it's all this kind of isolationist kind of thinking in the West. I think it's very normal. All families sleep together in one room. I mean, you have villages and people are sleeping with their parents and their grandparents and everyone's in one room and you definitely um, have to get creative. But you know what? It works for us because also we work together so much. And when we're on set working, you know, 15, 16 hour days, sometimes we can see our kids for lunch and then we don't see them for the rest of the day. So like nighttime is really important for us too, to like reconnect as a family. Um, So it works for us. And, you know, we definitely take advantage of like going away. We have like mommy daddy night where we go like Friday or Saturday night. We'll go to a hotel. We like- Every week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's important to like get your real alone time, but like, you know, by the way, I just feel like even if our kids weren't sleeping with us, there's something that's just not hot about having sex at home for me anymore. After having a couple of kids and having my mother-in-law sleeping upstairs and having the kids running around everywhere and you just like the memories associated with my home, I just, I don't know. I'd rather... I, I don't want that familiarity. You know, I like to have excitement and something different. And yeah, so that's you know. how you guys keep it spicy with yeah. your marriage and having kids is by like having a date night once a week and going to a hotel or going somewhere. That's your thing. Yeah. I mean, we also like find like crazy places to like get spicy. Like we have this really big walk in closet and like you close the door and it's like pretty much soundproof and it's great. So the kids go to bed. And I'll like decorate it with candles and put like cushions in the middle of the floor. And it's like amazing. So, okay. So it's like this it. love cave. So the bed is taboo, <laughs> but the walk-in closet, that's fine. There's the laundry room. Oh, okay. That's where I got <laughs> pregnant with our second. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Were you guys planning all three of your kids or uh, was any of them not planned? Like my dad well, said none that of I was them a mis- were none. Okay. Oh, your dad said you were a mistake? Yeah, I was That's- a mistake. Oh. That's fine. But look, he's making up for it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just weren't planning me. Anyone that was born in November technically is considered a Valentine's Day baby. Yes, ours so. is for sure a Valentine's Day baby. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like we know ex- it was Valentine's Day yeah. when we conceived her. Um. But, you know, we weren't trying to have babies, but we weren't not trying either. Like, I wasn't on contraception and he wasn't wearing a condom or anything. So, I never wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus I'm not surprised. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm just Oh, kidding. my God. Well, you're going to be preggers soon. 
That's the goal. I'm kidding. Oh my god! Like every guy like watching, it's like watch out totally for this bitch. Kidding. She's gonna totally like get you. <laughs> like yes, I'm on the pill. No, I am on the pill though. I'm on the pill. I swear. <laughs> no, I am. But you never know when I'll stop. <laughs> As soon as he like sends you flowers or something, you're like, like That's no more it. birth control. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm excited oh for that. Um, do you feel like being a mother changed you? Oh, yes. Are you kidding? It, you know, it still changes me to this day. I mean, I think every day I learn something being a mom. Every day I learn something from my kids, watching them grow, you know, learning. I, and and yeah, I, I mean, definitely when I had our first baby, it was the biggest wake up call of my life in that sense where I had literally to that point just been so kind of into myself. And, you know, in some ways that's like important, obviously, because you're an artist and in this industry, like in the entertainment business, you have to be like all about yourself because that's your job in a sense. But you know, it can also work to to hinder you as well because, you know, the more into your own head you are and the more the more self-centered you are, the more insecure you are as well because it's all about me. So when you walk into a room, of course they're talking about me <laughs> and like not well. And you could never think that they might just be actually saying something nice or not talking about you at all because you don't fucking matter to them at all. Yeah. And you're not the center of the universe. So, you know, it was it was one of those things that was great for me because I was that total person that was always in my head. And it was like so much about myself that I needed to get out of my head and be like all about something else. And so you became more selfless as a mother. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I didn't care so much about stuff, which made me much more relaxed, you know, and, and much more able, I think, to start new friendships and be you know, be able to like actually enjoy myself more, um, especially like going out and stuff. I, you know, I was always really nervous and, and I, you know, I didn't like, and I still don't love like going to big events or parties, but like it became much easier for me to go somewhere and not feel like, you know, I'm being judged or, you know, whatever, it's just your own sort of like insecurities are constantly yeah. eating at your brain and like, I'm not good enough or I didn't do this or I, you know, did too much of that. And, you know, going home and like going over the night in your head and going, oh, I was so stupid. Why did I say this? Why did, I don't know. It was like, I was just much more relaxed and not so, I was more able, okay. I'm going to really put this succinctly, okay. I was able to focus on others. <laughs> okay. And like walk into a room and actually be interested in someone else and be like, Hey, how's it going? I'm Mila. Pleasure to meet you. So what brings you here tonight? Like, and actually listen and have a conversation <laughs> rather than being so like, hello. Yes, it is me. And yeah, I, you know, this is what you expect from me. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it really helped me just relax a lot more and and things you care about obviously change that's what obviously what you're trying to say because now you have a kid well yeah, yeah. i mean like my own status in my own head didn't mean so much like whether i make it or not make it didn't mean so much like what was most important was like is the baby sleeping pooing eating 
You know, yeah. has she peed enough times today? Is she getting enough milk? Like certain things like, oh my God, she's sick. Oh no, is she not sick? Yay. Like those things became so important, which, you know, they do because they literally are the difference between sleep and no sleep. Yeah. That everything else was like, Psh. I have an audition. Psh. <laughs> Great. I have some alone time. I get to like rehearse and, and feel myself like mama. I mean, it wasn't like so kind of on edge all the time, which I think I was much more when I was younger. I mean, I was, I've always been like a fun person, but I just feel like for myself and I think a lot of people that like my friends and stuff were like, no, you definitely chilled out a lot, you know? Do you feel like, cause a lot, my mom used to, my mom always tells me that once you, once you have a child, you'll understand the type of love, like this new love that you never knew about. Do you feel like um, the definition of love changed for you when you had your first um, baby? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I mean, definitely. But I think also, I think everyone's definition of love is different. You know, when my mom says that to me as well, because, you know, especially when my kids were younger, it was like, oh, you'll understand. I don't know. It, you know, people's parenting styles are different. And I feel like everybody makes mistakes and stuff, but you know, I feel like so much of like the last generation or at least like the generation before me, like my parents' generation, it was so much about like not treating a kid as a human being. It was just about you're like this object and you are obviously something to be talked down to because you don't understand stuff. And so because I love you, I'm just going to tell you this and that, and this is what you do. And that's what you do. And don't question me kind of thing, which, you know, for me growing up, I don't think for my personality, it helped me. And I don't, you know, I feel like it, it's kind of this, um, this approach to parenting that I didn't buy into when it came to my own kids. Like I wanted to have much more of a friendship with my kids not in that stupid, like, I'm your best friend. Right. But just like choices, like they have choices. They feel respected. They feel like they're part of a family that listens to each other, that respects one another because I want them to respect themselves and I want them to respect others. So the only way to respect yourself and respect others is to be, you know, in, a, in an environment where everyone respects one another. So, you know, I... So I, I I felt like some of the things that my mom would say, like, oh, now you'll understand why I forced you to play guitar every day or why I made you take ballet mm -hmm. four times a week or things that I had no kind of say in, you know, or like, oh, you should tell your kids to be that way or this way because you love them. And I'm like, well, no, I'm kind of like letting them figure figure it out. You know, I don't want to like force it on them or whatever it is. You know, I believe that um, there has to be much more of a conversation going on. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you and your husband are really close with your kids. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, do your kid like, do they know you're famous? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is funny because- How did uh, they find out? So my, the little one doesn't, the four-year-old. But ever, my 12-year-old, my 
I tell you, this is a true story. So I would take her everywhere with me when she was a baby and she would travel all over the world. She got shot by some of the best photographers because she'd come with me on photo shoots, this and that. Went to Cannes with me. When she was like two and a half, I mean, this little thing. But she was very like, very mature at a very, very young age um, and, and spoke very well. I don't know, maybe I think it was all the traveling because I believe when you travel with your kids, like they definitely grow up much quicker and they, they just get stuff because they've got this like healthy stimulation going on all the time. Anyway, she came, she, she goes with me to Cannes. She sees me getting dressed. She sees me doing interviews. She's, you know, she's part of the whole thing. Now we're like leaving and we're driving to a friend's place in Italy. So we're, we're like, we're driving. Okay. We're going to be driving all day long that day. And we're leaving the hotel in, in Cannes at the festival. There's always fans and there's always crowds outside these big hotels where they know the celebrities are. So there's always a crowd out there. And so I walk out and they're like, Mila, 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 you know, and I come and sign a couple of autographs, take some pictures, just nice, whatever. I have time. We're, we're checking out anyway. And don't think anything of it. I, I go do that. I get back in the car and my, my, my daughter's in her car seat, like, you know, seat bolted in and she's sitting there like, I said, what, what is it ever? What's wrong, honey? And she's like, they don't love me. Oh, <laughs> you're like, you're going to be an actor. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they don't love me. And I definitely knew that I had something crazy <laughs> on my hands. And so, you know, of course, that became like a real talk about like, oh, well, what you, the steps you have to take if you want to do this later in life, you have to work hard, blah, blah, blah. But she was, she wanted to be in the spotlight. <laughs> she saw her mom in the spotlight. <laughs> she was into it. She wanted it. It was hilarious. It was amazing. I mean, so what would you say if your kids came to you right now and they were like, I want to be an actor? Would you tell them to wait or? <laughs> well, by the way, ever the same child that my child, my eldest, <laughs> um, she is an actress and she just finished her first movie this summer. We accompanied her on our journeys through England. She was shooting in England. I can't talk about the film. It's okay. super secret, but it's kind of a big deal. And um, yeah, she did her first film without mommy and daddy because she was in the last Resident Evil, but she's like, that doesn't count because it was with you and daddy. And it's been my dream to be a real actress outside of you guys, like to get it on my own. She's like fully into it and very serious about it. She takes, she's been taking class since she was five. She's like, Oh, so she knew she wanted. Oh my God. At four years old, she was watching that show, Jesse, you know, with Debbie Ryan, that her old show, Jesse, with also Cameron Boyce was on that show. Mm -hmm. It was like Nickelodeon or Disney or one of those, you know, kind of shows. And it was like her favorite show growing up. And she would watch, you know, on Netflix or whatever. And she was like, Mama, I want to be on TV like Jesse. And I was like, Okay, well, I said, I, you know, and she, she said, I said, okay, well, listen, you got to learn to read first. 
Because when you go to an audition, they're giving you a script and you have to memorize it. You have to be able to read it. And that year she like fully learned to read, like fully learned to read. It was amazing. I mean, she was like in, she was like in kindergarten and she was, by the time she finished kindergarten, she was already reading like first grade books. It was like crazy. And um, that next year she was like, mom, you said when I learned to read, I can go on auditions. So I learned to read. So now can I go on auditions? And in my head, I'm thinking, I actually talked to my husband. I said, can you and your producing partner, can, can, can you just like make up an audition for her? And Jeremy can like, she can go into the room with him in your building. And she's never been there. She wouldn't know. <laughs> and just meet with him and read for something. But then we thought, you know what? Let's not lie to her. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, she was really into it. And I said, well, you got to take acting classes. You know, you, the next step is you have to. And so I actually downloaded some sides off of like some Disney Channel website that was like, oh, does your kid want to act? Here's some sides, put them on tape and send it to us. And I I downloaded them and we started going through it and she was really good. She was like a real natural, like, like really, really good. I was shocked. She's a Scorpio one? She's a Scorpio. That's why. <laughs> no, she's a, it's like, yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you guys are just sure. so amazing. My mom too. Yeah. It's like an amazing actress. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and I met her the Billie Eilish thing last yes. year. She was with you, and yes. she's so beautiful and like so poised. She seems like a, like a little tiny adult. That's what's like so cute about her. I, I, that's what she looked like to me. Yeah, like, she's no. she's she's hilarious. I mean, but yeah, she's always been very poised, even in the uh, they don't love me days. Like that's so you, know, funny. you don't have you don't like the okay. Just to put it in perspective, my four year old. Even now at four, it doesn't even phase her when I go and sign autographs. She isn't even looking at me because (laughs) she's so like playing with something or like picking her nose or like, because kids are so self-centered. They don't take in what's going on around them for the most part. They're just like, do-do-do-do-do. Where my two-year-old was like, what is she doing over there? That looks amazing. They're oh oh <laughs> like I don't know. It was crazy. That's so funny. It was like zoned in. Do you have a favorite? Ah, <laughs> you know, it's really funny because um there was some actress that posted something about like this is my favorite kid, and you know you have one. Oh. And um, you know, I I don't no, I, I I it's hard to say. I I don't have a favorite. I really don't like. I think some days, like, one of them is my favorite, and other days, both of them, I can't stand. So, you know what I mean? I'm like, it really depends. You know, right now, I have an amazing relationship with my 12-year-old. I mean, there's something about this age that's just amazing, because they're, like, fully capable of chilling. Yeah. You know, like, she's, like, my girlfriend now. She's, like, fully... Like we gossip, we talk about what happened at school. Like, you know, she'll tell me stories about friends or like some girl who was like a bee and, you know, in the hallway and this and that. We come up with like comebacks of like what to say. Da, da, da. I mean, she's just so fun to hang with, you know, and she impresses me so much because she's so talented and just like 
it kills me, like how she just gets it, you know? And the little one, I mean, she's just so cute. And we call her smush, you know, because she's so smushable. And Aww. what can you do? I mean, she's adorable and she's like a little kid. So it's a completely different thing. So I always tell them, like, you're my favorite big girl and you're my favorite little girl. And we call this baby McTavish right now. McTavish? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the stupid name that my husband thought up because it sounded really Scottish because all of my kids have like these kind of Scottish names. So mm -hmm. he just... We were we were talking about like what to name the baby, what to name the baby, and he was like, "Oh, she's gonna be called McTavish." Oh, he has a Scottish accent. No, he was oh, just okay. doing that as a joke, and so it stuck. He has an English accent, though, he has right? An English I accent. You met Paul, right? I'm not I feel sure. Like the night we went out, was he, he wasn't there? there? He wasn't because he never. Because when I go out with my girlfriends, I'm like, woohoo! Well, Pisces doesn't matter. I know you don't believe in it, but Pisces men are known to be antisocial and they don't really go out. Really, like a known thing about them. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at Carmax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Because I've had a few Pisces boyfriends and they've always been very social. They're just like very into relationships. If yeah. Like once they yeah. get into the relationship, it's like, no, just stay. Yeah, and they're like romantic. Let's just and stay it's like home so and have yeah, yeah wine and we'll cook yeah. dinner and watch a movie. Yeah, no, they're great. They're great. Okay, so one thing that obviously I want to get into that we won't talk about too long at all. Just like okay. two questions, and we don't have to at all. But just like about um, in May, you posted that one post on your Instagram. Right, right, right. About and the abortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was very touching about the abortion because it was basically had to do you felt like you had to take a stand when um the Alabama um Alabama and was it Georgia? Georgia, but it's happening yeah. in Missouri. I mean, it's happening in Tennessee, it's happening all over. They decided they decided to not pass the to go against uh, uh abortion. Yeah, they've put uh, bills in for this heartbeat bills where, you know, once they detect a heartbeat, you're not allowed to have an abortion. Even if you're raped, I don't even want to get into that. That's it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. You know, the craziest thing is if men could get pregnant, they'd be having abortions at every gas station. Literally. And then, literally. Yeah. And it's not even funny how quickly abortions would be so legal. They'd be at 7-Eleven. I agree. be like, you know, do you want some cigarettes? Do you want a Coca-Cola? You want an abortion? Yeah. Be like anyway. But that's again, beside the point. So you decide to speak up in your caption and your picture and you share something that I think like not I would say most people didn't know about you is that you you had somewhat um, I I'm so not familiar with this. It's hard for me to speak about. But you had somewhat of an abortion while you were in Europe. Uh, you were four and a half months pregnant. Yes, um, I was making a movie and I was in Eastern Europe 
in um you know uh, in Bulgaria, which is not the funnest place to get into the hospital. Um, and I started bleeding a lot, and um, I real I went to the doctor, and you know. He said, oh, you can't be moving around. You can't be doing anything because, you know, there's there's something wrong. I had some sort of infection. Anyway, I got into the hospital and um, I was on an IV, this and that. And pretty much I had some, I guess the infection had progressed and they realized that like I couldn't keep the baby. And it was a really difficult moment because you know, it's like, it was sort of like half abortion, half like actually giving birth because, you know, I was awake through it. And, you know, the way they explained it, it was like, you know, I had to, because it was four and a half months. So it's not like a fetus really anymore at that point. Anyway, um, it was a really scary experience. Mostly, I mean, of course, it was horrifying for me as a mother, as, as something you know, that I wanted so badly to to have another baby. But, you know, the fact that I didn't know what to expect, the fact that I wasn't sure, I didn't have my doctor, I didn't have people I was confident in taking care of me. It was, you know, I couldn't even understand for the most part what people were saying to me. It was one of the scariest experiences of my life. And when they started talking about these kind of bills being passed in America. You know, when I was going through the experience two years ago or whatever it was, um, all I could think was, oh, I wish I was back in America where healthcare is really great and I would be in a great hospital and they'd be taking care of me and I would at least have confidence in this whole procedure and know that that every decision that was being made was right. Um. We're here, I just didn't have that. And so of course, when I, when all of this stuff started happening with these heartbeat bills, it was just so disappointing to me that, you know, we're in this amazing country that's so progressive and so modern, but yet we're going back in time um, for women's healthcare. And it just scared me because suddenly I went, oh my God, how many women could end up being in the position even worse than what I was in, where you just You would literally get arrested, like after you went through such a terrible procedure, then you get arrested for going through that procedure. Well, if you even survive. Yeah. At that point, you know, and because at least what I went through, it was still legal. I mean, you know, it's just so frightening because women will still continue getting abortions because men will continue getting them pregnant and or raping them or whatever it is. And it's not it's not going to like suddenly stop abortions from happening. And, you know, it's just a very scary thing that a few older white men are kind of looking at themselves as being responsible for women's bodies. And, and, um, and especially like this kind of fundamentalist religious aspect that like we're allowing people to talk about religion and God when it comes to healthcare. I mean, it just should have nothing to do with each other. Like God you know, if you're really religious, you know, I believe that God created healthcare. (laughs) You know, it's like like one of those things where, you know, you can't put the two together. Do you feel like, uh, did a lot of women reach out to you thanking you when they saw that post and for you sharing that experience of yours? Definitely, definitely. You know, I I definitely, um, 
it was one of the most difficult posts that I ever had to make, that's for sure. But at the same time, I was I was happy that that a lot of women reacted well and men as well. But like I, I definitely had women walking up to me on the street. Even I had a girl at Starbucks who was working at the register at Starbucks. I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much for that post. You know, it meant a lot to me and sharing their stories and, you know, whatever was going to allow that subject matter to become more commonplace so that people didn't feel alone and knew that people that they look up to or admire have gone through the same experience. And, you know, the more we normalize something in a way, the more, um, you know, the more tangible it is for people, I think, the more that we can talk about issues, the the less like yeah. embarrassment and fear and kind of taboo that these subjects become. Yeah, because I actually read that for a lot of pregnant women going through a miscarriage or um, uh, a quick, um, what is it called? Like a, I forgot the word for it, like where you have to get an abortion during your pregnancy. It's pretty common, but most women don't talk about that oh, miscarriage. Yeah, but most people don't talk about that. Most women won't talk about that experience for them. And I, I was wondering if you had an idea of why it's such a still a taboo subject, whether I don't know if I was reading that maybe women feel embarrassed that they went through it as if it's their fault. If some of them may blame themselves, that's why a lot of them get into depression afterwards. Or why do you think it's such a weird subject for people, for women, even though it's so common? You know, I think, I think nobody wants to admit that that their body failed in any way. I think it's, you know, I think, or something didn't work right. You know, I think there's, there's an inherent kind of shame about like, it didn't, I didn't perform this function correctly. Like, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's something that can't be helped. And, and was it my fault? Was it not my fault? I don't, to be honest, to this day, I don't know because I was in a foreign country where people didn't speak my language and it was really difficult to be understood and to understand kind of what exactly happened, unfortunately, with my situation. Um, you know, so I think I think the more, you know, obviously the more we understand about what's going on and and um yeah, I mean it, it's it's hard. Like I've I've passed out in my life before when I was a kid. I would get hot or I wouldn't eat enough. And like, boom, I would like pass out. Now I can't help that. Right. It's just something that happens. Doesn't mean that I wasn't embarrassed about it. Like it's like my body failed. Like, of course I, you know, it was something probably one of the reasons why I don't like going to events or big parties. Cause I immediately, I like walk into a room, I'm like, where can I sit? I need to like know that I'm safe, that I'm not going to be standing in heels all night long without like a place where I can sit down or like just chill for a second. Like I get anxiety because of it. You know, it's, I think we all want our bodies to function normally. And if they don't, of course we kind of, you know, I don't know, blame ourselves, but we definitely, it's hard to deal with, you know? So I, I, I think understandably, you know, it's like, there's this thing of like, you're a woman, you know, having babies is like one of your primary goals as a woman. And, you know, you weren't able to like make that happen. I mean, it's, it's hard. You know, I, I, I went into a huge depression afterwards. It was really difficult. It was the hardest thing I've ever, ever, ever experienced in my life. Um, when, 
when you were going through that depression, what was kind of helping you get out of it? Was it your husband or specific things? Like what was going on? I mean, number one, my kids. They were literally the thing that I turned to in my sorrow, in my grief, in my loss. You know, it was just like I got home and I just wanted to be with them and spend as much time with them as possible. And I literally like said no to everything that was coming my way professionally. I was like, shut the doors. And I was like, that all I wanna do is be a mom. I just wanna take my kids to school, pick them up, go to after school classes, cook, do homework, hang out, be at home. That was like, I just wanted to appreciate them, you know, just like, every moment, these kids that they'll never be this age again. Like, this is like the best time of my life that I'm going through right now with these little ones. It's just so amazing. Like we're all sleeping together, all this stuff. It's so beautiful. It's like, I'm gonna look at them. They're gonna be your, your size soon, <laughs> Violet. And they'll still uh. be sleeping with me probably. <laughs> but you know, it's it's it hit me like how much I have to appreciate everything. And I actually, also what else helped me was um, gardening. I started, you know, of course, thinking about being your kids, cooking this and that. You know, I started really getting into like health food and like organic food and just like asking a lot of questions about like what I'm putting in my kids, you know, cause I'm cooking a lot, this and that. So naturally I started thinking about like the ingredients I'm using. And the more I started learning about stuff, the more I was interested in like, growing things myself because I knew that if I, you know, because especially it was that thing of like, oh, don't buy apples, don't buy banana or, you know, there's like the the five, like, what are they called? The, the, the dirty dozen or whatever that you're not, that you better to buy organic strawberries and things like that. And I was like, I should just be growing my own stuff, you know, because this is scary that you know you have to like scrub an apple to get the pesticide off of it or something. And did I get it all off? And like, is this bristles are they strong enough to get it all I mean you just start like going crazy thinking about things like this so and I I, I wanted to grow something specific this one salad um herb that I, I ate in Italy and I was like obsessed with it and I couldn't find it anywhere so I was like oh my god I need to grow it so anyway just became into gardening and I started a garden and just like you know, with my printing operation. Now I have like a professional printing shop. Please <laughs> need prints made, you know, come to my house. Well, it was the same with the gardening. It's like suddenly I became a professional gardener. Like my gardener and I became best friends. Like I taught him about organic gardening. You know, he was using like miracle Grow before. Now it's like all about like these organic um, fertilizers and this and that. And um, it was amazing. Like I got so, I got growing lights and I was like sprouting seeds and growing Aww. everything at home. It was amazing. And like that just kind of insulation into my family life and into the food we were eating and into like the, the, the sort of agriculture and stuff. I mean, it, how long do you feel like it took you to get back to your normal self after going through that? I mean, I think part of me will never forget the experience. Um, and it's like something that I have on my phone and the date that it all happened. And it's something that I remember every year. 
Um, you know, but then, you know, uh, definitely I, I feel like it took, it took a while. It took, it took a while. I mean, I started slowly going out maybe four or five months into it, like working again, like allowing, I think the first job I did, like modeling job or whatever was like later that spring, early summer kind of thing. But it took me a while to like really care to even do anything, you know, because you get depressed. You just, you don't care what people think. You don't care what you're losing out on in a way. It was like, you know, I, I, I'm doing my, you know, I have to heal right now and that's the important bit. And, um, it was difficult for me to get out of it, but I think, you know, also exercise, can't forget that. I started working out every day, like five days a week. And that was insanely beneficial. Yeah. You know, when people talk about like, oh, it works out every day, you're like crazy. I mean, it wasn't um, the, the benefits that, that actually, <laughs> bless you, the benefits that I actually felt, <laughs> bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, on a just my moods being improved, yeah. like feeling good about myself, like feeling like I did something good for myself that like, you know, my whole thing was like, if I lost my baby because something, I had an infection, my body was couldn't fight it, my body was weak, like I need to get strong because I do wanna have another baby and I don't wanna go through the same thing again. So like, I need to change my life. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this was obviously a wake up call to go, you need to like change stuff. The way you've been living up until now isn't gonna work because you just thought that you were gonna have another baby like you were in your or, you know early 30s when you first had a baby, but you're not. You're in your like late 30s now and early 40s or whatever. And you have to change your life. And I, you know, you gotta get closer to your kids. You gotta stop working so much and you gotta like, like wake up and stop like treating your body like shit. You know, you, you, you need to focus on yourself again, you know, and really like change. So is that the type of, so is that kind of like the advice that you have for women out there who have, who have gone through something similar like you and maybe they're too scared to talk about it or, you know, they're going through their depression right now. What kind of advice would you have for them? You know, I think, I think definitely things that helped me was getting into um, things that made me happy, you know, which was my children, which was my hobbies, like the gardening, where, you know, it was sewing or knitting or whatever, like whatever find a it hobby is, like find something yeah. that makes you happy. You know, I feel like, you know, when you become depressed, it's so hard to be happy that you have to, you have to like, sit and soul search about like the things that give you pleasure, even little pleasures, like little victories. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. it's not so much, you know, you get so overwhelmed thinking about the big picture and like, where am I going to be in 10 years or this and that? And you're just like, ah, I want to hide. Yeah. Like that's where the working out came in. Like these little victories of like, okay, I went to the gym. Like I thought I couldn't do it. I thought I was going to die, but then I did it. And look at me now. Yeah. Woohoo. It was a big step. And then suddenly, oh my God, it's a month later. And look, I'm like so much stronger than I was a month ago. It 
really helps so much. It yeah, really does. I, I had an episode here about depression. I've talked about my experience uh, with dealing with depression and and stuff that I've done from research. And it's so true where it's just like those little victories mean mm-hmm. so much where you kind of like, did I get out of bed today? Oh, did I had a moment that I smiled or I laughed? Oh my God, that means like that's a step forward for being somewhat happy. Mm-hmm. And once you realize that the whole day wasn't completely shit, mm-hmm. you realize that it kind of gives you hope that you're able to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, are you kidding? And to feel good about yourself because that's the main thing I think in depression too is you feel so bad about yourself and you don't have that confidence. You know, the the great thing about the workouts was that it it really made me feel strong and confident, you know? Yeah, I mean- being a mother, being a mother, I think it's like the most beautiful gift in the world. And it's something the most people can't understand until they are. And also going through what you went through, I think. And again, as a, as a mother, I think there's something that no one can fathom that pain. So like to, to see someone like you get become so much stronger from it and talk about it and still get out of bed every day. Like I, I find it like so inspiring and I'm sure it's going to be yeah. so inspiring for so many like other women out there. I hope so. I mean, definitely. You know, depression is a very prevalent thing in this country. And it's funny that, you know, of course, it's the first world countries that experience depression the most. You know, you don't, you have like people starving in in Africa, but they're not taking like, you know, Ritalin or antidepressants to like feel better. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's actually because my goat died. So I need an antidepressant because I'm really upset about it. They don't realize that they're depressed. That's a difference because I read about depression and usually in more rural areas, they could be going through that because usually when you're a middle class or rich person, if suddenly you're having to think about it, yeah, you're having a bad day. You're like, oh, well, oh, I must be depressed. Let me go talk to a therapist. But when you're from a different type of area, like my, my father, they grew up in a really poor in in Russia. And he, he shared a, he shared a one bedroom with other families. Like that's how it was back then in Russia. My dad never stopped to think like, am I depressed? It was like, oh no, it's part of life. Like, of course I'm sad because I'm poor. Like that's how their brain, his brain works. Well, also, also you, you know, you don't have time to be depressed exactly. because you got to like get the crops, you know, picked or yeah. sown or whatever it is. And you got to do a million things before you drop dead of exhaustion at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's, uh, I would say that's the biggest. <laughs> so, you know, again, taking a little bit of a lesson from that page. Okay. You know, I filled my days up. with stuff and that was really important because it stopped me from thinking too much and it stopped me from doing that middle class bourgeois like oh my god what's my life all about thing because it's like we have the luxury to think a lot about ourselves yeah sometimes you shouldn't sometimes you just need to do don't like sit around and think too much just like go for it so it was like make my days as full as possible Breakfast in the morning, take the kids to school, afterwards go to the gym, afterwards, you know, go do my shopping, you know, get the groceries. Yeah. You know, but just don't have too much time to sit around and be like, I'm really depressed. I'm a failure. No one's as strong as a mother. I feel like no one is as strong as a mother. That's what's so crazy. Mothers are literally the strongest person you'll ever know, your mother. But, you know, it's easier to be strong when you're a mother because, again, you're not thinking so much about yourself. Right. You know, you're you're thinking about your kids. And, and so a lot of times I think it, it it is a little easier for mothers to get out of their depression because they just they can't they have to. They have to, you know, they can't sit around or like 
close the door, close the curtains, which I did, by the way, for like a couple of weeks. And then I had to snap out of it. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, I'm missing. And that's what made me like go with the kids. I was like, oh my God, I just missed like, you know, I was jet lagged, depressed, this and that. I was like, okay, turn on the TV, get like some whatever snacks and like close the windows and just like be depressed. And then after a couple of weeks, you're like, oh my God, I'm missing my children's lives, you know? And like, for what? Okay, so in moving on, by the way thank you so much for sharing i can't tell you how many times when you were talking i wanted to cry because i'm such an emo person because i was so touched by everything you're saying but then i didn't want to because that's that yeah but i just don't want to keep crying every podcast are you kidding i get that way too by the way i didn't want to make you uncomfortable my dog died last week one of our dogs died it was i'm so freaking disaster that's a whole nother story we'll talk about it not on the show but when we go out one night yeah okay anyway so- part of the thing that made me stop grieving i was like look i'm 43 years old i'm gonna wake up 10 years older if i don't stop crying like my eyes are red like my hair is your running. face i don't know i cry a lot if I just my face. <laughs> i'm 30 and i feel like i sometimes i look younger so i feel like it hydrates my face from crying so much so you're just crying all the time literally yeah <laughs> I don't know why I find that so hilarious. (laughs) I find it too. And then I cry about it. Um, Okay. So I created a little game for you in honor of your third baby. I wanted to kind of play this with you as if this was like a quick baby shower for you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. So um, I wrote this down. So it's basically, I'm going to read different names and you're going to guess whether or not it's a celebrity baby or it's just a fake name. Okay. So I'm going to read to you. you. Maybe one of these names will appeal to me. Yeah, I'm still looking for a name. Okay, so you're going to have to guess whether this is a celebrity baby or just a silly name. Okay. Because celebrities are known to kind of have silly Silly names names. for their kids. (laughs) Not saying you do. I'm just saying in general. (laughs) In general. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start with an easy one. Northwest. Celebrity. Northeast. That's silly, no? Yes. I mean, the other one was obviously not silly. Okay. (laughs) Um... Well, just don't say silly or not. Just say um, yes or no to like a celebrity baby, if it's a celebrity kid or not. So yes, if it's celebrity. Yes. Yes or no. Okay. Okay. Apple. Yes. Mango. No. Smart. Blue Moon. (laughs) No. Blue Ivy. Yes. Maple. No. Yes. Yes. Jason Batman. That's his child. I'm not sure if it's... (laughs) Baby, oh. sorry. I thought you said <laughs> Jason Batman was like. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Um, okay, nine. I'm going to say yes. No. Really? Seven. Yes. Correct. It belongs to Erica. Belongs. It belongs to. The baby belongs That's to Erica. That's crazy. They named the baby seven? Isn't that like creepy? It's like from the, the movie. Um, yes, that was like the, the most show. terrifying Sorry. movie of all time with Brad Pitt. and Okay, Window. No. Correct. It's not a celebrity baby's name, but Window, there were two babies. Well, there was a blanket. There is a blanket. Michael yes. Jackson's son. Is a nickname. But oh, Window, is it? Yeah. What's his real name? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's Maybe his real know. name. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Window was a real baby's name of the 1950s. Get out of town. Yeah. Okay, Huckleberry. Yes. Okay, you're right. Um, hashtag. No. 
Hashtag is not a baby's uh, celebrity baby's name, but it was a real baby's name in 2010. Stop it. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Tuesday. Yes. Um, um, sorry. Moon. Yes. Listen, I'm good at this because this is all I do all day is like I look at baby. Okay. What about <laughs> what about Sage Moon Blood? Sage Moon Blood. Yes. What? How do I don't know. It just that? sounds like some celebrity's baby's name. West Elm. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like your street. <laughs> Live Oak. Uranus. Ah, I hope not. <laughs> Culture. Yes. Damn. How Are you, you kidding? Know? Are you kidding? That's Cardi B. Okay. Um, he- Heineken. No. <laughs> Did I miss any You're, names? No, You're going to guess a lot of them. Damn it. No, there's other ones like um ever i'm kidding ever no but there <laughs> no, was um crazy. there there was crazy names like robot i feel like there was some musician's kid or Crick like it. headphone or something crazy like that like sonic you know like the, the musicians have the craziest names for their kids blue dragon I feel like you would name your kid Blue Dragon. <laughs> so, that, so that's actually something. I would want to name them like a really artsy, like cool name, actually. Yeah, for sure. What about the name um, Gravity? Actually, that's a really cool name. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that name. That would be my child's name. <laughs> Gravity. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So that's a fake name. Okay, so you're currently in a movie. You cur- uh, where are you currently in a movie called Paradise Hills? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I completely forgot about that. When we were talking, I was like, like, "Do you want me to talk about anything me? else?" I'm like, "I don't think so." Yeah. yeah so it just came out October 25th and selected yeah. uh, <laughs> theaters. I have to look that up. So it just came out. Um, you're the Duchess in there. I am the Duchess. And um, you worked with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of awesome ladies, amazing girls. Um, Emma Stone and Daniel McDonald, Isaac Gonzalez, um, Aquafina, just like really wonderful young actresses, super strong ladies, um, very, very talented bunch of girls. And I was really excited to get this part because it's this real kind of sci-fi thriller about this dystopian future society where they try and turn girls into like the perfect version of themselves and you know surprise surprise it doesn't work yeah and it's my company that's doing it so i'm like the duchess and i control this kind of like evil spa 
So it's kind of cool, like the concept of it. And it's it's beautiful. The director, Alice Waddington, is an amazing young woman as well. She's Spanish. So it was really like a female-driven movie um, with a female-driven cast. And I love the idea of that. You know, it was just uh, supporting women in films and especially young women. And it was a very small movie that... Um, you know, she got, Alice got her financing through Spain and a lot of designers like, you know, gave clothing for the costumes oh. and stuff. It was really cool. Like the way the project kind of came together and it was a lot of like artists getting together and just like giving their talents for free and, you know, just doing it for the love of creating something special. So that's fun. awesome. I can't wait to watch it, but it's in selected theaters right now though, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's in select theaters. Um, gosh, you know, I, to be honest, I've been in like pregnancy mode. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was in theaters. It just came out. Okay, cool. So now you, you're welcome. Now you know. <laughs> <Go see> it. <laughs> um, okay. So aside from that, you teamed up with your husband, um, again. Yes. <laughs> he wrote a movie for you, he I think. scared uh, that like, yeah. maybe I was going to leave or something after <laughs> kids. So he like wrote another movie and got me pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Yeah, you, it's um, it's based on the video game from the people who made Resident Evil. And it's their new, well, it's not that new, to be honest. It's been around for, I guess, almost 10 years now. But it's it's kind of been under the radar a lot. And it's just become like huge in the last two years in China. Yeah. And in Japan. And it's like got 21 million users in China alone. Wow. It's like crazy. It's an amazing game. I've actually played it. And um, where you go and you hunt these kind of dinosaur like creatures in this incredible other world. Um, and it's really cool because it's all about kind of you're, you're a hunter and you go and you have to kill these creatures to get your armor, to get the specific armor. And then to kill a different monster, you need that first monster's claw or his bone to make a sword. And so you you have to use one monster to kill another monster and, you know, you move up that way. So you have to use like every part of the monster. And it's really cool, like the concept of it, um, how you you like you gain XP by killing these monsters and by creating these weapons and things. And it's just a really wonderful game and really beautiful and um, my husband has been obsessed with it for like five, six years now. And he got the rights to it like a while ago when no one even knew about it. And then, you know, suddenly kind of around the time that he started cementing the script, it just like became like a really popular game, which was really great for us because we were like, oh, this is great. Now people actually know the game. Is it hard for you to constantly be like in the best? Because I'm pretty sure you have to be in the amazing shape with everything that you caught from all the Resident Evil movies to this type of movie. I mean, is it hard for you after every pregnancy to just go and just do it? You know what? Thing? I feel like it is hard. I mean, it, you know, being a human being is hard. I think in general, it's yeah. like life is hard. But, you know, definitely... um losing the baby weight is not easy. But at the same time, I feel like if I didn't have a film to prepare for, it might take me a lot longer. So it's a really great motivation. And it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I soldier through it. Like if I know I have to do it for a film, I'm just like, okay, 
I'm just going to close my eyes for the next few months. And when I open them again, yeah, it's like four months is going to go by and I'll be able to live again. <laughs> so like, okay, now I'm just curious, like doing all these movies, if someone came behind you and they were like, give me your purse, would you suddenly be able to be like, yeah. <laughs> like, is that just like come natural to you now? Are you a black belt? No, no I'm not okay. a black belt, unfortunately. But um, I, I'm pretty crazy though, like when it comes to security and stuff. Like, you know, I check the perimeters of my house every night. I have a stun gun next to my bed. The kids don't even know about it. I take it out once they're asleep. I put it next to the bed. I have collie sticks next to the bed. I, 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 I have like, I go through these scenarios all the time. Like, no, it's crazy. Like I go through these crazy scenarios in my head. I'm like, if this happens, then you do this. Or if that happens, you do that. Like, when I go into a restaurant, like I don't sit with my back to the door. I always clock the exits. I'm like one of those weirdos. What is a Kali stick? Oh. <laughs> like, I don't even know that. It's a Vietnamese fighting stick. Okay, so that's just like a normal thing in your house. You just have it next to your bed. Like some people like, oh, I have my, my a glass of water. You're like, I have my Kali stick <laughs> next to my bed just in case. Like I can just imagine being pregnant and be like. <laughs> I don't know. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> like my, I would just be like, Ugh. <laughs> I hit myself in the belly. No, that wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be very threatening. But like normally when I'm not pregnant, I'm like much more threatening. So you can literally use those sticks because. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like a real life video game. Well, listen, I can use swords and sticks for sure. Like if someone broke in, you know, I could just do some stuff that might scare them. Yeah. Who knows, you know, but like, you know, definitely I know how to use them, but that's so you know, cool. I wouldn't really want to, but you know, <laughs> I'm always like ready for it. I'm always ready for a fight. Okay, so Monster Hunter comes out fall 2020. 20, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Everyone else should be excited for that. Are you working anymore? Funny Resident? thing is, my yeah? daughter's movie is coming out in 2020 as well. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that. When will we be able to know on the name of the movie or what she's in? Listen, I mean, I guess next year they're going to they're going to release, you know, more information about it, but they're very um it's it's a big movie and they're very secretive about it. Was she it. really scared to film her first movie or did it just feel it? Do you know what? Her? It's so insane. She wasn't scared at all and she was like super comfortable on set. She's like improvising and working with these amazing actors by the way. Big movie stars and improvising with them and talking and asking questions and doing this really wonderful performance, crying. And I mean, it was like intense. I, you know, I tried to give her like advice. I was like, oh, honey, you know, cause the scene, you gotta be like running and this and that. And like, I was like, you know, maybe start like small and then you can build it cause you'll do more than one take and like can, you know, build it in the next one. And then you can always ask for another one if you want to like really go big. And she's like, you know, mom, I appreciate you telling me that, but like, when the camera, when the when the director says action, like, I don't think about small or big. I'm just her. Wow. <laughs> what a grown up. I was like, all right, lady, you just do your thing. I'm going to go to the craft table. <laughs> Get myself a donut. <laughs> what a cute little human. Amazing. Aww. Amazing. She really impressed me. I was like, wow. You know, I was never that confident. 
So, I, you know, I go, I, it's great. You know, this, as a mom, you're so happy when you see your kid embrace something with confidence and feel comfortable doing something. It's like, oh, you just have a sense of relief, you know? Yeah. I, I can't relate. I have a cat. But like when my cat <laughs> is super calm, I'm just like, I'm proud of you. I, I can tell you're mine. Yeah, I can totally relate. Um, what are you currently working on? Did I miss anything that you're currently working on? Currently working on McTavish at yeah. the moment. <laughs> you're in your, is this your second or third trimester? Almost at my third, couple of weeks ago, 25 weeks yesterday. No, day before yesterday, Sunday. I'm, Every Sunday, one more week. Am I invited to the baby shower? <laughs> you know. Now you have to say you yes. What I realized, well, no, I would totally <laughs> invite you anywhere, Violet. You Aww. know, I love you. But the thing is, I read, because now I'm reading all these like, you know, pregnancy websites, all of like the do's and don'ts. And, you know, it's not appropriate to have a baby shower for your like second plus baby. Because, I mean, unless you're really like living below the poverty line, I guess, like you've already gotten like your car seats, you've already gotten like, it's kind of like impolite to ask people to just like fund your next baby again. Like, like, oh, I had another one. Give me more presents. Yeah. I guess that's like not done, which is okay, such so a bummer. Cause what <laughs> is the point of having kids then? If you don't get to have the presents, what was what was I all mean, of like, this for? <laughs> I guess you could still have a party, but then you can't drink alcohol. So oh, what's the true. point of that, that either? Suck. <laughs> hmm. Um, where can people find you? On social media. Okay. <laughs> Like you're, you're like obviously you've never done podcasts you're like you want me to get my home address no I just <laughs> we're like yeah I'm like, like well normally I go to this coffee shop and around <laughs> your face literally changed when I said that you're like um, that's inappropriate I just thought you were maybe being kind of creepy too no, like where like can I find you social media type of thing oh well um you know Probably my Instagram's the best. I'm Mila Jovovich with a J. Yeah. Um, like on Instagram. And I have a Twitter that's the same and a Facebook that's also the same. <laughs> so everything Mila Jovovich yeah. with, a, with a J. With a J. Not a Y. Like Jovovich, but Jovovich. it's pronounced Y, like Yan. Yeah. Yan. Mila Yanovich. <laughs> that's what people remember you. It's like silent J. Is there anything I didn't ask that you wish I did? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Is there something that I should be wishing? No, I okay. hope not. <laughs> that means I did a good job. <laughs> no, you did great. That was fun. That was fun. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for thank coming on my you. podcast. You tried to be crazy. <laughs> By the way, my parents are a huge fan of yours. Like, oh. obviously, any, well, like, where does your family live? In Simi Valley. Oh, okay. But, I mean... That I feel like when That's I told so cute. your dad's coming from Simi Valley to hang your pictures. Yeah. Well, he wants to hang out with me at least nowadays, you know, to make up for the fast. <laughs> But like, when, well, that's the thing with the dads is they get older, they start appreciating yeah. their offspring. Yes. That's so like, true. oh, now that I'm like older and lonelier and Aww. not as like, not like going the king of the party. Energy, yeah. yeah just- but like, I remember three years ago when we went, when we, the first time we met up and we hung out and I told my dad that it was literally, I think one of the first times I could tell he was proud of me. It was like, it's you, like, oh, this she knows who you are. Like- <laughs> wow. You've made it. Like that, that was like the first time he was proud of me. Oh so my God. Really no, well, but, listen, yeah. cause you, you, you 
do some pretty spicy stuff on your Instagram. So I imagine maybe your dad is a little like, Violet, what do you, no, why, but he why also, would you say such a thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't really get it. But you're just like, I mean, because you're Russian in Russia, you're right, like, right. you're literally the most famous person. I mean, you're insanely famous here too. But also in Russia, you're like fame more famous than the president. You know what I mean? When you come from, when you come from a- Well, listen, you know, I wouldn't say that, but you know, pretty, pretty high. You are. You are, though. I mean, I was so excited to do this interview with you. So, so I mean, okay, I'll just say this really quick. I'll just admit this. When we met up, I wasn't going to say it. When when you asked me to to dinner or something because you knew daddy issues and you were like, uh, daddy, she's great. Do you want and you invite me to come to dinner? Yeah, yeah. I literally almost shit myself because I couldn't believe that you even <laughs> knew who I was and wanted to even be in the same, like, breathe the same air as me. You're so weird. And I was so nervous that I, I was, I felt, I feel like I was trying to pretend to be someone I wasn't because I was like, which one, wh- who does she want me to be? Like, I was like, I want you to like me so much. You're so sweet. So I was like acting like a completely different person. Then I remember towards the end of the night, you were like, you know what? I'm so exhausted. I'm, I'm a mother. I need to go home, be with my kids. I'm exhausted. You continue going out, blah, blah. In my head, I was like, shit, did I do something wrong? Did I act too fun? Should I have acted less fun? What should I do? And I was like so depressed because I was like, did she not like me? What? And I was like, damn it. I should have just been myself. You're so sweet. Yeah, Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, you're so much younger than me and stuff. So I was like, oh, I feel bad because, you know, I don't want her to feel like if I'm leaving that she has to leave kind of thing. Like do your your young people stuff and I'm going to go do my mom's stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Good times. But no, I remember I, I, that happened and I feel like that's so silly when, when you, when you like try to be someone else for some, you know, cause I was like, well, how will she like me versus I'm so great that you would like me regardless. I feel you like. You are so great. So are you kidding? Things. Look at her. Look at her. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen, you need to become a mom. Okay. You know, because th- that whole like insecurity stuff, so there right. it goes, there it goes. You got to like have a kid. So you're just like, whatever. I don't give a shit what you think about me. Like, I know I'm great because my kid isn't sick. They pooped today. They peed. They ate. Perfect. That's all that matters. Yeah, you're right. You know? It's also that this industry that like this entertainment thing where everyone's so It's self- the worst. Yeah. It really is the worst. It's, you know, it's scary. You know, for sure, like when talking about my daughter wanting to be a part of it, I mean, part of me, of course, is scary. And I have so many actor friends that like would never let my kids do this. And I'm like, what, how can you stop them? Yeah. Because then you're just going to repeat the mistakes that, you know, your parents made too. Like when you wanted to be an actor and they were like, you're doing the wrong thing. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, your kids, you just have to do your best. I'm going to let you keep being pregnant. So you do your thing. Thank you again so much for coming. And... Thank yeah. you. That was fun. Don't forget to check out Mila Jovovich on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions, DM her or DM me on Viola Benson and Do Talk To Be Crazy. Thank you guys DM so much. Her. DM or me. <laughs> I'll answer your questions for you. And um, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>